This is Lisa Nearing with Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. This podcast is sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. We offer live online classes and self-paced classes, testing, academic advising, a special needs program, and so much more. Check out the show notes for links to our Facebook groups, Instagram, and more. Soft skills are things like communication, teamwork, creativity, and critical thinking. Skills so necessary to have rich, vibrant relationships and success, but often overlooked as we work hard to manage all of our other details and responsibilities. In this podcast, we'll offer you tips, tricks, and helps, along with some great stories as we help you develop and teach your kids to develop amazing soft skills. This entire month, I'm joined by my husband of 34 years, Dr. David Nearing, who's a clinical psychologist and director of mental health clinics in three different states. And we're excited to have you here for this entire month talking about the soft skill of communication. So we're going to just go over the last three, <laughs> the last three podcast shows. I'm here again with Dr. David Nearing, my husband of many, many years. And we keep telling you that we're going to give you pragmatic <laughs> communication tools to teach your kids. And we've gone on so many rabbit trails, but we're going to wrap it up for you. So David, take us away. Well, we, we actually did mention all these things during our conversations. But it but, wasn't really laid out. But it clearly. wasn't nice and pithy. And so let's make it lot more concrete and clear as you absorb everything that we said, but let's let's just be specific on, on what we're talking about here. So, you know, the first thing is when you're with your kids, we, t- we talked a lot about, you know, in the early, uh, the earliest podcast talking about infancy and toddlerhood. Let's talk about this in, in the middle school years and then at adolescence. Communication skills is number one, noticing, noticing the other person, okay? Noticing what's going on. The second thing what we do is we think about what's going on. We don't just react. We think about it. We give it some time. We we sit with all of this stuff. Okay. And it's okay to pause. It's okay to rest. So always it's always good to pause and to rest. Matter of fact, it's really healthy because you're going to end up with much better results when you pause and rest and and give thought before the words come over your tongue. So then the third thing is basically stating to the person, you know, hey, I, I notice this and this and this. I notice these things are happening. These things are occurring. And I do an affirmation. I affirm the relationship, the identity. Well, I know you're a great kid. I know you're an intelligent young man. I know that, that you're a thoughtful young lady. And, and so there's an affirmation that I think is really important to, to what's going on. And then there's an invitation to communicate. So I actually, I, I seek you out and I invite you to say something. Tell me a little bit about when I notice this, kind of what's what's happening with all that. And it's really a curiosity. Like you're not telling them what is going on. You're curious about their point of view. Well, I'm curious and I communicate that curiosity with my demeanor. You know, I can say, you know, when I say the word, what are, you know, what are you thinking there? I can say, well, what are you thinking there? I can say, what are you thinking there? And, and that tone... That demeanor really carries more of the communication than my actual words. And so I have to be aware of myself about how I'm coming across and am I communicating with tone and timbre and prosody demeanor what I think I am because I may not be. So that's the whole importance of resting and thinking early on. So I want to then ask and show inquiry 
And when when I get an answer, follow that up with another open-ended question. Uh, for, first, I, I mirror that back. So, so you're saying blankety-blank. So you say that, uh, so you were, I noticed that you were, took a long time coming back from, a uh, long time to clean up your room. Um, I know that you're a pretty efficient young lady. Um, I wonder what's what's going on there. Well, I, you know, and then they say, well, I was just thinking this, that, and the other thing. And, okay, that's that's good to know. Well, I, I could either then end it and come back to it later. I'd like you to get it done faster than that. Or I could say, you know, I'd like to talk with you about this more in several hours. And let's hear about that. Or if I feel like I have time now, I'll say, well, I, you know, I have more time to talk about it. So then I might say, so well, tell me more about what you were thinking about blankety blank. I'd like to hear more about that. It sounds like you might be feeling this way. Are you? And that primes them to say yes, no, maybe, and disclose more. Okay, and remembering always what I get first time around is often not really the pay dirt. I have to go around a couple different times before I'm going to get the really important things and all of that. Good. Okay, and then um, what? let's go back and just talk really quickly about the me, the, and we. Right. Well, this is the uh, – we're getting to the – in this situation, me, I – am hearing you, so me and thee. And so when you hear me hearing you, see me seeing you, experience me experiencing you, there is a me and the thee, and we're trying to get to a we. But we're not at a we yet. So first I hear what's going on with thee. You're hearing that from me. And then as we explore that together, we get, we have the listening portion. And then now there's a time when I, as a parent, disclose. So I say, well, there's a story from when I was young that blank. Or, yeah, that makes sense. I often have felt this way too. And, or that seems pretty natural that you'd be struggling with. You know, a lot of times we, so we cause it to be normal or natural and that this is something that people struggle with. And I'm glad that you're talking to me about that. And so now I disclose, I was disclosing some things back to thee. Okay. So then there's a conversation of now after, after that, then, then I hear, okay, so tell me, how does that feel when you hear me say that to you? So I hear more of thee. Okay. And, and there's this back and forth. There's a reciprocity from me to thee, from me to thee. And then at the end, we get that. So what are we going to do about this based on our conversation? And there is a negotiation, or I might take an authoritative role that says, you know, in this kind of situation with where we are in the family, I think this would be important to do. Because it's important I do invoke authority when the young person is talking about something that's going to affect others. And so as a parent, I've got to talk to this issue of how they're managing it is affecting others. And so then I speak for more authoritatively, but not authoritarianly. I don't sit there with my finger in their chest telling them how it's going to be because that just ignores and blows everything that I did before. That's just a me without a the, okay? There is no we here, okay? And so so I want to, but to some degree, we're going to negotiate some expectations, some which might be authoritative without being authoritarian from the parent. And then we end up with an understanding where there's a my part and a their part. There's a, there's a my part and a, and a and their part, and then that constitutes then a promise or a commitment that builds trust. So I'm now going to do this, and they're gonna, they are going to do that. And so then we follow that up with further communication. Okay. Um, okay, so and the whole me, the, and we really gets to the point of the fact that no one's alone in the world. 
that no one is separate from other people, that when you create your own identity and um, decide who you are and determine who you are outside of an extended family or people group or unit, is that even reality-based? Well, because everybody's born into a culture and a society. There, there is a portion where, particularly as a young adult, it becomes time for me to exercise my sovereignty. Mm-hmm. You know, right. my sovereignty, we call that autonomy or differentiation. But I think that that misses the deeper issue of personal sovereignty, which is I am responsible for, I own this, I am to that. And so there is this sense of what is mine that I'm responsible for. And, and we think of that as coming up with your own identity. It isn't. It's negotiating a sovereign, uh, a sense of sovereign identity in relationship with others. And so when we understand that I am developing my identity by taking what has been given me, what I've been taught with what is reality, and now I'm applying my personal sovereignty to that, that's now where I'm actually coming up with my understanding of myself and developing my sense of identity. That's not just myself in a vacuum. That's in, in relation with a dialectic with the the, the other person, and with a wider group, the, a, a larger we. And I, I really feel like this gets back to how lonely the culture is. You see this in the business pages, that it's really actually becoming a crisis. They're actually diagnosing it in hospitals. There's this uh, dirge of loneliness happening because people are divorcing themselves from the the. It is themselves alone. They're not part of a greater context of you, me, us, we. Right. I mean, there's there's the book Habits of the Heart back in the late 70s and early 80s that talked about this process. And we see that this is coming full, full circle, full, you know, to the full fruit of all that individualism, that therapeutic individualism. I mean, a lot of people are looking to psychologists and mental health workers for their sense of wisdom. But the problem with what everybody forgets is a, is a therapist is concerned about two people, themselves and the person in the room, nobody else. And so they're not, people don't understand that that therapist is not concerned about their wider relationships, is not concerned about a broader society. They are very consciously not focusing on that. So when you listen to a therapist, you have to understand that they're not concerned about the broader we as a general rule. When they talk about a we, it's in such a general sense that it really is not very meaningful at all. They're very bad at, at, at we thinking. That's the reason why, you know, within Christian psychology, we're looking more at entailing a anthropology piece. But that's what's important to recognize that this we thing is hugely important and that when people are, are forming their identity as young people, it needs to be in this communication, this dialectic with others. And that's why this process we just talked about is teaching is that communication back forward, back and forth, being what's going on with you, what's going on with me, how we're going back and forth, what we're going to negotiate together, and how we're going to proceed together in this we. And how we create something better together, two or better than one, for they have a good return on their labor. Well, indeed. I mean, if, if there isn't a we, do we have anything at all? Right. So we would love to hear from you about what this ended up being a four-part series because apparently we have a lot to say about it. We'd love to hear about your experiences with teaching your kids communication. Any questions you have? We would love to hear. We would love to hear. <laughs> so um, happy new year, everybody. Check out the blog and Facebook groups because we are having a month-long giveaway. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.
As always, thank you for joining us for another episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We'd love to hear your comments and questions and appreciate your listening, sharing, and downloading this podcast. We'll see you next week for another episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. Thanks for joining us.